Welcome everyone to the Brownstoner podcast. I'm your host, Josh Schneps, publisher of Brownstoner. My guests today are Sarah Zellemeyer Diaz and Mark Caravasian, real estate agents with Compass. Welcome, Sarah Mark. Thank you. Hi, thank you. Um, Sarah Mark, you specialize in Park Slope and other Brownstone Brooklyn areas, but you've sold properties throughout all of New York City. You also both have some really interesting personal backgrounds and experiences you bring to the table. Uh, but before we get started with that, let's talk a little bit about what's on everyone's mind at the moment, which obviously is COVID-19 and how it's affecting the day-to-day of the real estate process and what you see happening in the market. New York City has done a great job of containing the virus, but of course, we're not fully reopened. Unemployment is higher than usual. And we hear a lot about people looking outside of the city in search of more space and open schools. My question is, how has COVID been affecting your day-to-day and the market in the areas you focus on, such as Park Slope? Well, Josh, first, I wanted to say thank you for having us. We appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today. Um, I think I wanted to address your first part of that question, which was about um, how it affects our day-to-day. One significant change has been that We do business a little differently now than we did before. Uh, Since there are safety concerns as a result of COVID, um, we don't do open houses anymore. We do showings by appointment only. Um, We we require the uses of of, uh, masks and gloves. Um, We do contact tracing questionnaires with all of our um, clients and customers uh, for every showing. And we're in in an effort to make the showings as safe as possible. And so this is added an extra element into the equation that we know that we had to adapt to. And I think we've done a really great job across the board as as agents in the city, but it definitely has affected our day to day um, in a significant way. But um, the other question, the other part of the question had to do with the market. And um, I, I feel like we've been hearing a lot in the media about people leaving the city and you know but in brooklyn we're, we're finding that there's as far as for as many people as opted to leave there seem to be just as many people who are looking to say and upgrade their spaces um i think for some they see it as a real opportunity right now people have been sitting in their homes for a long time contemplating their next move so there's definitely a lot of movement and yes some of that is out of the city but there's also just a lot of movement within the city real estate market is super active right now that's terrific to hear. And then in, in far as your opinion on it, do you feel it's a good time to buy or sell a home in Brooklyn? I bought real estate when I was really young. So I always think it's a good time to buy real estate. Um, try not to sound too pitchy, but it is. I mean, I think it's always good to, to get a piece, of the, a piece of the pie. And so I don't know that I would ever tell somebody or discourage somebody from, from buying real estate. Cause I think it's, it's, you know, if you've got, you know, you were speaking of unemployment. So I think at this point in the game, if you have a, a stable job and you have financial um, backing to be able to do it, then yes, it's a good time to buy. I mean, we're obviously in uncharted territory right now with COVID um, and neither of us has a crystal ball and nobody does in the market. And I think that's what's really interesting about it is that, um, you know, interesting and scary, right, for I think a lot of people is that we've never gone through anything like this before. So we can't know what's going to happen. And I don't, anybody who tries to say they know exactly what's going to happen next or where they see it heading, 
I think that it's unfounded. They don't know what they're talking about. Like, there's no way we could possibly know for sure what's going to happen next, or even have a reasonable expectation knowing because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow to some degree, I think. But that, but that being said, you can, you can look at the, the longer trends and say, well, what, you know, what are our expectations? And like Sarah said, it's always a good time to buy in Brooklyn. We're seeing plenty of activity here in Brooklyn. And our expertise is actually the kind of thing that you want to help make us buying or selling less uncertain. You control the variables that you can, and we can help you control all the variables that we have control over to make your process as smooth as possible. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, I think anyone looking at, at buying and selling for that matter has to think long-term. And I think one of the benefits right now are how low interest rates are. So I don't know if you can talk to that at all. Yes, they're historical low actually right now. And they've been at that low for a while, but that is the majority of what makes it even a better market in terms of purchasing is because money is so cheap to borrow now. Um, and that makes it, makes it a lot more doable for people. I remember when I bought my first apartment, my interest rate was 8.25. So I really understand how great the real estate, um, you know, the, the interest rates are right now in terms of like, they're just really, really good. So a huge difference in buying power for sure. Yeah. And I think it's, it's definitely really driving, um, you know, demand in the market, especially in places like Brooklyn right now, where, you know, we have a little bit less density and more outdoor spaces. And so, you know, buyers who are looking for that sort of thing, who aren't interested in going out to the suburbs, those people are right now looking at Brooklyn and they're saying, well, the cost of money is so low. Um, this is, this is the time. So I think in that respect, it's not a bad time to sell. Well, speaking about the different parts of Brooklyn, what are some of the neighborhoods and types of housing you feel offer attractive features and good value in Brooklyn right now? Well, buyers are definitely being drawn to properties that are offering outdoor spaces and larger interior spaces. I think I just touched upon that in the last uh, answer. Um, so a lot of people are trying to upgrade. And I think that, you know, for Brooklyn, we have that. <laughs> we have those outdoor spaces. We have like, you know, you can get a little bit more interior space for your money. And uh, so that's, those are, those are good values for people and they're definitely attracting buyers. But, um, you know, we were talking about this the other day, some of the best values to be had could be in the one to two bedroom co-op market um, uh, and condo market for that matter. It's also just, just stuff that doesn't have outdoor space though, is probably your best in terms of like trying to find a good deal and the things that are going to, to, um, you know, you'll get the best bang for your buck is going to be those, those studios, one beds, two beds in co-ops, um, because those are going to be the, the, the least desire, you know, those are the things that most people are trying, are, are moving out of, right? So that's where you'll get your best deal because, you know, that's people trying to move into um, homes with outdoor space and stuff like that. And so the stuff that is, if there is something sitting on the market, it is the, the ones and two beds. And then what about specific neighborhoods? Can you talk to any specific neighborhoods? I know you guys are experts in Park Slope and, you know, the park makes a huge impact as a backyard. Most neighborhoods in Brooklyn right now are really striving. And I would say most neighborhoods that especially have good transportation, um, those continue to be um, good neighborhoods to buy in. There's so much going on, the diversity of Brooklyn, um, especially now with all the stuff that's going on, not just COVID, but the other stuff going on in the world um, with the Black Lives Matter movement and things like that. I think people really 
um, feel an affinity to want to be in a diverse community. And I think Brooklyn really offers that for people. With Park Slope in particular, what are some of your favorite things about the neighborhood? Well, for me, I like Park Slope. You know, I'm married to a Dominican, first generation Dominican, um, and my children are biracial. And for me, it's the diversity of the neighborhood and making sure that they have um, friends that, you know, have similar experiences to them and understand what it is to grow up as a, as a biracial kid in, in the United States. And they get a little sheltered when they get to be in a community that's so diverse like Park Slope. Um, and so that for me has been what keeps me there is, is the diversity of it all. For my part, um, you know, I stumbled into Park Slope by accident 20 years ago. I had never actually intended to move to Brooklyn. I was living in Manhattan at the time, and I had roommates who said, oh, there's, here's an opportunity for us to get a, a pretty affordably priced uh, three-bedroom apartment. So I said, great, let's do it. And, um, you know, it's funny because once I got here and I understood the value of, of where I was, I mean, the, um, the large amount of green spaces, we were a block away from Prospect Park and I never really knew what it was to have a park so, so close by and that was huge. Um, the family run businesses throughout the neighborhood, which are still there. And, and I think that, um, you know, in, in 2020, especially being affected by COVID, it's so important to continue to support those businesses as we have for the last 20 years. And it's, it's always been a very big draw to the neighborhood for me. Um, and, uh, and I mean, it's also worth mentioning that, um, you know, as, as a gay man living in the city, especially at that time, 20 years ago, there weren't as many neighborhoods where you necessarily felt comfortable. And I think that Park Slope was a very welcoming neighborhood at that time for, for me personally. And um, I think it's still, as Sarah mentioned, it still continues to be a very diverse neighborhood um, across the spectrum. Um, so, that's, so that's definitely not just what drew me here, but what has kept me here. Well, those are all very important aspects of a neighborhood. Uh, Sarah, you started buying and selling real estate 20 years ago before you were a real estate agent. In fact, you were a licensed phlebotomy technician and you could perform EKGs and chest x-rays. So how'd you get into real estate? Uh, I bought an, a co-op um, and um, thoroughly enjoyed the experience of buying the co-op. Um, and then after buying the co-op, I sold that co-op. Um, and in my selling of the co-op, I had a really hard time finding a, a real estate agent that I felt could really represent me. So I ended up selling it on my own without a real estate agent. Um, and then, uh, which I would say that if I had had a good trusty real estate agent like myself and Mark, I probably would have got more money for my apartment than I did. But with that, you know, I didn't have, you know, I did it on my own, so I didn't have all the marketing behind it. But um, but then I bought a townhouse and in my townhouse search also had a hard time finding a real estate agent that I felt could really represent my, my you know, when putting in offers, I feel like you need somebody who really understands you and who can really fight for you to get an accepted offer. And, and in order to do that, they really need to hear and, and listen and, and understand your story so that they can best retell that to a listing agent to get you that accepted offer. And so when once I, once I stopped using an agent and actually went out and looked for a house on my own, my husband was like, you should get your real estate license. Uh, I started, you know, immediately friends started asking for advice and wanting help. And I really understood what, what needed to, because of my own experiences, I really understood what it, what needed to happen to like be a good agent. 
and how to really support people through the process. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think that we sell homes. I feel like we help people through a process. And, and it's a process that can be very stressful if you don't have somebody really good behind you that knows what the next steps are going to be, that can really educate you about what is going to happen. Because the more you know, the less stressful the process is going to be. And so you really want somebody who really thoroughly understands it and can be patient and, and give you good guidance through it all. Um, and so that was my transition from doctor's offices, buying real estate, and it just became a really natural thing for me to want to help people also do it and do it in a way that I felt I would wished I had had when I was looking for an agent. That's great. I love how you found your passion through your own personal experience. And I love doing it, which really helps also. <laughs> I've become kind of the Brooklyn encyclopedia of real estate because I really understand the intricacies of all of it from by, and now I've been doing this for 15 years, so I know it from buyer's perspective, from seller's perspective, but also from the personal side of it and how stressful it really is going through the mortgage process and, and just how personal the experience really is and how important it is to really have a, a good agent back behind you, really, you know, keeping, keeping it all on track. So talking about teams, you know, I work with, uh, with my mother, so I know what it's like to work in, uh, in teams. Um, but you're, you're both avid cooks and fitness buffs. But what else brings you guys together as a team? Um, speaking of working with moms, my mom is on our team. <laughs> oh, um, wow. I didn't realize that. Terrific. It's, it's, the interesting thing is that in most situations, the mom starts the company and the daughter follows. And in this situation, I started, my mom was a nonprofit fundraiser um, for many, many years. And post-retirement was ready to kind of stop doing it and I and had always really enjoyed real estate and had done a lot herself and I said you should do this with us but um and so she is on our team but what makes our team so awesome is the diversity of it I mean we have black and brown and white and gay and straight and and we really represent what is so awesome about Brooklyn the diversity of it all and we all come from different walks of life and you know, some from Texas and upstate New York, and I was born in West Virginia, and Mark was born in Long Island, and like we just bring so much to the table as far as the diversity. And it's great because we take that diversity, since we have such a broad a breadth of experience and knowledge and just life experience, we, we bring that, we synthesize it together in terms of running our business. Like we can really support almost any buyer or seller based on the, the breadth of information we have and just the lived experience that we have. So Mark, before you got into uh, being a real estate agent, you worked in operations for retail furniture and design firms. And you know a lot about organization and interiors. How would you recommend a potential buyer narrow down the type of home that's right for them? You know, so when you're when you're working in, I'll, I'll use the interiors example. When you're working in interiors, um, you find that clients really need to um, see and feel a product in, able, in order to be able to understand it, and in, in order to be able to internalize it and understand how it'll work for them in their life. And I, I feel like real estate is really the same. The only difference is with the interiors, you're you're bringing people samples, you know, you're, or you're bringing them to showroom to show them uh, a piece of furniture. In real estate, you really just need to go into properties and see them. And I always say that the more you see, the, the better you understand what's possible and what you actually want. So um, the best thing you could do to narrow down what kind of type of home you want and how you want it configured is to see as many things as you can. 
And that means, I mean, in the old um, days, it meant that you would go out to open houses. Right now, we're not doing that. Uh, but that means maybe we're doing showings, um, you know, and you're, and you're guiding you're guiding your client by helping clarify for them, like by asking them questions and guiding them to properties and asking the right kind of questions that'll help them understand what their needs are. Um, at Compass, we have a great tool called Collections that we can use, especially right now. It helps people keep their searches organized, which I've, I've been doing this for years myself with this, with basically spreadsheets. And now it's like some of that work is taken away because we uh, could just do it all through the software. But one of the great things about the collections is that it really helps um, our clients keep their searches organized, but also have conversations about the different properties and bucket them so you can keep track of what you liked and what you didn't like. And also, especially right now when it's a little harder to see properties because you can't just go out to open houses. It's um, you know, a great place for you to be able to um, look at um, the, the, qual the different qualities of the properties, the photos, the floor plans, and the, um, the tours, the video tours, so you can keep that all straight. Well, it's great that you guys both bring your previous professional backgrounds into this career. Um, let's talk a little bit about first-time home buyers. So, is this a good time for a first-time home buyer to be getting into the market, whether in New York City or Brooklyn specifically? I mean, I go back to that. It's always a good time to to get into the market, and I speak for that because I I when I was in my early twenties, I bought a co-op. That buying that co-op for fifty-five thousand dollars and selling it for three hundred thousand some years later allowed me the opportunity to then move and buy a brownstone. And so I, 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 I am a major advocate for getting into the market as early as possible and, and, and owning property because um, I think it really gives you a, a foot in for being able to continue to make smart real estate transactions later. And, and I started with a, with a one bedroom, you know, a small one bedroom co-op and, and was able to then, you know, transfer that five years later. And so for me, I've always profited from the Brooklyn real estate market. It's always been good to me. And so my parents helped me when I was in my early 20s, convinced me that it was the right thing to do at 24 years old to buy a, a, an apartment. And it was the best decision ever in my life that makes all the difference in the world. Um, so I would just say that um, I think Again, if you've got a good agent that can help guide you through the process, that can show you where the good deals are, I think, you know, uh, it's always a good time. It's, it is always a good time to buy, I think. Any advice that you have, Mark, for first-time home buyers? I, I mean, I definitely would say that you need, Sarah touched on this earlier, and I want to just reemphasize it. You need somebody who's going to help advocate your, for your best interests. And so... Um, but you also, as a first-time homebuyer, there's so much that you, that you don't know or you don't even know that you don't know, right? That's the scary part for anybody. When you're trying to, when, when so much money is on the line, but you're trying to dip your, your toes into something that you're like, this is just an infinity pool that I don't, that I couldn't possibly even understand the depths here. And you want somebody who can explain the process to you patiently and clearly and answer your questions in a way that you'll understand them. Somebody who you feel like you can ask them any question and there's no stupid questions. <laughs> you know, there's just questions. And sure. that they're going to come back to you and, and give you the information you need. Not only that you could trust them to help you run your transaction, but also that they are going to give you the information you need so that you understand what's happening and feel comfortable in, in that environment. And it's, they're, they're, it couldn't be more important to have that trusted advisor on your side. Um, I would also say that, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Sarah. 
No, I was just going to say that also, like, just to go to touch on, like, um, in terms of just having the team, we have a referral list of, of people that we work with, including attorneys and, you know, people who do inspections. And I think together, the collaboration of all of the people that we work with, will, you know, is a really good support system for all buyers, but also for first-time buyers. First-time buyer is going to have different needs, and so um, you know, and different and different financial backing and different stuff like that. So like, it's not just oh, this will be the best place for a first-time buyer to to buy. You really have to do some investigation in terms of what are this first-time buyer's needs, where are they best going to be, you know, where are they best going to feel comfortable and 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 want to 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 start their roots right and so um it's all the research that goes into it but it's also the whole team that we create to really help usher them through this 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 process and give them the support they need um to to be first-time home buyers and and feel educated and empowered in the process at the same time you know i'd love to get both of your input on someone who already owns a home in brooklyn and is thinking about buying another property, such as an apartment or house, as an investment with rental income. Is this the right time to be looking at investment property? And where should a potential investor start? It's a tricky time. I think we would want to know more questions about the investor. But um, the reality is, at this point, we don't think it's a great time for investors because, um, you know, people are out of work. Rents aren't necessarily being paid. You can't secure necessarily what is the rental income for this property. Like, you know, when you're trying to figure out a cap rate, you know, you use the rental income as part of that in terms of determining whether it's a good market. And because the market is so in flux right now, as far as that piece of it, it makes it really hard to make that determination. So are there good deals out there for investors? Probably they're going to be harder to find. And, and, um, and they're not going to necessarily be these big rental buildings um, at the moment. I think some of those are probably struggling more. I'll let Mark add his thoughts about it also. No, I would, I agree with you hundred percent. I think that, you know, it's not that I would say it's not that nobody should invest period, but, but investors should really be particularly careful about what type of properties they're going to purchase for, for that, you know, for that purpose and, and where they're, they're going to purchase. Um, people really need to be conservative about estimating rental incomes for all the reasons that Sarah just said. I mean, we don't, we don't really know where rents are going and in some neighborhoods they're, they're okay. In some neighborhoods they're in flux. And as a result of that, you know, and, and not knowing what's going to happen in the future, um, you know, it's a safer pro proposition. Um, for, for example, a cash buyer that doesn't need a mortgage. Uh, that way it's more likely that if there is some fluctuation in rents that you know, their income will decrease, but they're still gonna have an income on that property that you're not pushing yourself um, you know, to the edge. And I think that any investor right now should look at trying to make sure their margins aren't very slim. <laughs> so that way that there's room for um, any fluctuations that are gonna occur. And with all that being said, we have rentals that are moving pretty quickly. So it's not that there aren't renters out there and rents, you know, and, and, and we have rental properties that we get lots of inquiries on and we rent them pretty quickly. It's more the, the already existent um, people who live in the units who have lost their jobs and can't move out. But otherwise, I mean, there's a lot of movement right now and we are very busy and it is, it is, it is a good time in New York City as far as real estate goes.
Well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with both of you and getting to know you and, and hearing of your experience. And I think that that's critical when people are looking for uh, agents to represent them. So I want to thank you both for being with us today and uh, have a great day.